episode 41. I'm Jules. And I'm Cece. <laughs> How's it going? How was your break? How was your 10-minute break? Uh, I So you guys are going to get these a week apart, but uh, we just took a break for 10 minutes. So I had I had a piece of cheese and some water. How about, how about you? How's your break? You had a singular piece of cheese? I have these like... I call them my cheese snacks, and so it's just like a stick of cheese, of cheddar cheese. So that's okay. I, it's like a fruit snack, but a cheese snack. Oh. You know? I had like a whole, we have like a platter in the fridge from Costco, and it's basically like, great for parties, for snacking, for sandwiches and sliders, or just for me to eat like a fucking block of cheese really fast. <laughs> I kind of wish I just always had like a charcuterie board in my fridge. We usually do. It's like a part of our life. I don't need to incorporate that into my life. Charcuterie life is basically like, I don't, how we look. I don't like. eat carbs, so I feel like I could totally just have a charcuterie board in the fridge all the time. I did. So my one saving grace is that we did not have a lot of crackers left. And yeah. it was just like short stack of crackers. And me and the dogs shared them. Oh, that's nice. I ate a little a bit too herby left. for me. Anyway, so that leads me to some questions. So we're talking about we're talking about the afterlife based on We are. Like this is part two of this topic. So if you haven't listened yeah, to you... it, go back and listen to part one or Yeah, because you will be lost as fuck. I promise. Like just go back. But it leaves me with some questions, like about human things, right? Like yeah. do we when we're over there, do we still we don't have to poop, right? No, there's. I don't think we have buttholes. But no. what about eating? Do we get to eat only if we like it? Maybe it was not addressed. It should be addressed because, like, there's certain things that you just really, really like. Like some people just, I just really like eating pizza, and I just don't think that they should be able to take that away if I like it. Well, here, like, I know that I plan to have uh, regression done so that I can experience this for myself. But I don't know that I want to spend my time on those particular questions. I have bigger questions. So I think you should probably save your dollars up also and think about doing this so that you can ask about food and pooping. And And you're really you're really set on this just like trying to replicate the life that we have. I like to think that what we have over there is so much cooler that we don't miss those things. I don't I'm not going to miss pooping. I'm going to miss eating pizza. I think that's one of the reasons, like, I think some of those things, the reasons why we want to return to Earth, like why we're motivated to return to Earth is because we end up missing some of those things. I thought you were going to tell me that I'm too young of a soul and I'm so immature. And that's that could be part of our <laughs> problem, too. Back. Like, all I know is that we're probably at the same levels. Um, so do you want to talk about spirit levels? Because that's what that's what we're on, man. Is that where we are? Then let's do that. So in the last episode, I talked a lot about what variances might occur if you were a younger soul or an older soul or maybe a more advanced soul. And so we're going to talk about those a little bit and kind of like why, what the spirit guides are and where they fall into these things. Like, are you going to say, are you going to say what level you think we're at? Like if we're in, yeah. if we're in the Mario game, like what level? We're yeah. At? And I hope I'm not like super disappointed when I go in to get my regression. And I find out that we're like brand fucking new. But we're just babies. Yeah, we might be. But there's some like indications that we might not be. I don't okay. think we're we're not advanced, but I think maybe we're getting closer. Let's talk about colors and spirits okay. a little bit. 
which is something that's hard for me to put my brain around. But there have been, you've probably heard of auras before, right? Yeah. So there would be people that kind of seem like they're like, maybe you think they're lunatics in the world. And they're like, I can see your aura and it's this color or this color. UCLA has done uh, experiments on this before. And so their studies show that each human has their own colored aura created by an ionized energy field flowing out and around our physical bodies, connected Hi. by a network of vital power points called chakras. Ah. Yeah. It makes sense and, that it was done in California. Yes. In the spirit world, our radiated soul energy is not all white. So this might not be surprising to us. So souls in the spirit world can be anywhere from a white light to a darker blue light. Souls can be anywhere from a white to a darker blue. And the you kind of have like the primary colors in there. So super advanced <sighs> souls are going to be like a purple color. So that's like... You're not reincarnating, so they haven't really met anybody on Earth that's a purple color. Um, oh. So most souls that are on Earth right now are a shade of white, but may end up with a little bit of red that kind of forms into gold. And so let's talk about what these colors mean. A beginner soul is going to really be white. So it's going to be like a bright white that's very Pure. like homogenous. There's not any other colors really mixed into it. It's just like fucking white, white, right? Okay. Next we have... A lower intermediate soul, which might be called a level two, according to Dr. Newton and how he's, this is how he's categorized. And it's not like the spirit world is like, you are now a level two, you know, like it's not like that. So a lower intermediate soul, it's like a spectrum, maybe more off white with some reddish shades and ultimately turning into traces of yellow or gold. Okay. An intermediate soul of a level three would be solid yellow with no traces of white anymore so it's like pea colored um i think it's like probably more glorious than that because it's the spirit world but maybe it's buttercup it's buttercup yeah yeah so next is it's level nice four color. which is upper intermediate would be a deeper gold that eventually turns into traces of blue and this might be somebody who is a spirit guide or they're starting to become a spirit oh. guide there's like kind of like you might have a junior and a senior spirit guide is what we can call it in our language or how we might you know just to kind of give it more meaning but um Do spirit so that, guides come to earth and have lives they do yes but do they do they have to like like pause their spirit guiding no like, it's like you can you don't have to be like super involved soul. in that person's life to be their guide oh. you might be like just mildly inter intertwined with them or you might not interact with them at all but you're still incarnating when you first start. Well, what the fuck is the point of being a spirit guide if you're not going to help that person? You might help them in different ways. Oh, like I help them like between lives or whatever? Between lives or your spirit, like the other part of your spirit might be helping them in some way as well. Like the other half of my spirit? Yeah, all spirit guides really teach. I guess they have different teaching styles just like teachers on earth do. And so some you might just be like, go do your thing. Or maybe you'll interact with them like really quickly. Or maybe you'll have like one point of interaction with them in their life. I sometimes struggle. If I were a spirit guide, I wouldn't micromanage. Just saying. I don't think I would either. And in fact, if I am a spirit guide, which sometimes I wonder if I am. So there's either one or two things happening. One, I am a spirit guide that's probably a junior spirit guide that is kind of hands off, but I've had to interact with some of these fuck ups. Or all these <laughs> fuck ups that enter my life are part of my spirit group and I'm along with them fucking up. But I feel like I help them more so than they help me but maybe not 
I feel like it's one of my life themes to help others. I help others too. Maybe we're junior spirit guides. I guess we'll find out what color we are when I go under. Why am why are we just junior spirit guides? I know we're not senior spirit guides because we are not like we're not good enough for that yet. I know that. So okay, let's talk about level five advanced (laughs) senior guides. So they're going to be more light blue with no traces of yellow, ultimately turning into traces of purple. And then there's the level six, which would be like a highly advanced master spirit. Whoa. So dark bluish purple surrounded by radiant light. They're not incarnating anymore. Um, So like who's an example of a person on Earth that would be that? I guess that. Like the fucking Pope or. No, no, because they're not usually. So, okay. So they say that generally those that are further along, like A, he hasn't interacted with many of them because they're not coming looking for help and uh, they're going to be in more humble situations on earth so many times they're those who like they're they're in bad situations on earth they're in very humble like impoverished but helping people situations i think i know somebody that is very highly evolved could be um they're like they're influencing people but like in a humble way so the people that we see on earth that are that seem to have it easier, like life just comes easy to them. They're lucky all the time. Those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. They might be a lot younger souls. That's and because what we don't really have like super easy lives. Like I said, like we talked about in the last episode, we're just like mildly unfortunate all the time. So things don't go well. <laughs> We've definitely been through some, like like you've been through some major shit in your life. I've been through some yeah. pretty unfortunate shit, and I think that. We're definitely not brand new souls. I think we're facing some challenges, but I know like what my struggles are. I am sure you probably have some ideas of what, what your some of your struggles are. So I think that that we're probably not brand new, but I don't I don't know if we're at that spirit level yet that we're helping other people or not. I'd like to think we are. When I think about people like that that have like everything is so easy for them, like, you know, people go, How come they're like that? How come it's so easy for them? But I think about that that uh, school of thought that they're probably like a newer soul and it kind of makes me want to like pat them on the head like oh you're so cute like yeah <laughs> all of your fun easy breezy life look at that yeah you go have fun uh okay Aww. so yeah let's talk about level one and two and kind of how this might fit into our soul groups as well okay when you're in level one or two you might be split into smaller subgroups within your primary group for study so um, rates of learning might vary among peer group members some souls will advance faster than others or we might be more advanced at certain things than other people are um, than they are with us so it kind of might vary we might split between but then kind of move in and out of working together more often within the spirit world so somebody might be brand new or they might just be a slow learner like maybe not getting very far even though they have lived a lot of lives and both these like there could be a brand new soul that's at a level two already but there might be somebody who's been reincarnating for thousands of years who's still at a level two it's estimated by um, this is by you know like dr newton's standards or like what he thinks has happened based on what he's experienced over the seven thousand cases he wrote before writing or he did before writing this book is that thousand yeah, he estimates that like probably about three quarters of the souls on Earth are a level one or two. So he understands that less what? developed souls. Yeah, he understands that less developed souls have been seeking him more often because they're the ones that need more help. Um, but you could be incarnating for like three hundred or like thirty thousand years and be in level one or two. What? Yeah. Like so, okay, just questions here. Um, are there like new souls being? produced 
Yeah, actually, it was on the regular basis. Yeah, okay. There are um, definitely. So there was one person that talked about being created by what they called the one in a place where they described as a nursery, and her soulmate was there with her. Okay. It was like infantile light arranged in a honeycomb fashion. Kind of like an unhatched egg ready to be used. These beginner souls might be stifled by a lack of independent thinking and lead toward being self-centered, not accepting others for who they really are. Hmm. And there's like a lot of those on the earth right now. Yeah. So I generally feel like I'm good at accepting people for who they are. But maybe not. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah. I think that you're good at accepting people for who they are. Yeah. They might become angry, resentful, or confused by life situations. Becoming angry, resentful, or confused by life situations does not necessarily mean that we are underdeveloped, however. Older souls might recognize their faults, avoid self-denial, or have the courage and self-sufficiency to make cons- to make constant adjustments in our lives. Um, it takes about five lives to get into your spirit group in the first place. So you might oh, not okay. be fully placed with them like all the way f- at first. Our peer groups that we're eventually in give us honest feedback, have mutual trust, and have the desire to advance together over thousands of years. Learning comes from our soulmates just as much as it does come from our teachers. Uh, People in our soul group may advance more quickly and you won't see them as often, but eventually we'll catch up to them or they'll catch up to us. There was like an analogy of a cone that was given. So it says that there's this cone that wraps around a group and funnels energy down as a waterfall in a spreading circle around you, allowing you to really concentrate on your mental sameness as a group. And you feel your thoughts being expanded, drawn up, and returning back with more knowledge added, giving you more collective insight into your work together. It's not always there, but it's there when you need it. Hmm. Let's talk about what the intermediate souls. Once intermediate, you may be able to go off in a direction that suits a talent of yours like healing, teaching, or creating. You do more advanced work, but you still kind of like chill out with your soul group. Okay. So at at level three, new groups may be brought together for special studies as well. So you might start interacting in a level three with other people outside of your group, but probably within your secondary. This happens even more in level four, where you're given more independence outside of group activities and group size may get smaller as souls advance. But intimate contact between the soul group is never lost. Um, Souls in level three have less group activity um, and have the ability to operate more independently what does that say about people that are that on earth have really small friend groups or are more it like, doesn't mean anything because i think like you're like you have to think about it too so not all your siblings might be in your primary group too you think about that like because like you're if your spouse is in the same group, like their sibling is not going to be in the same one as everybody, you know, like not everybody's right, connected right. fully like that. So your soulmates might not all be around you in every single life. You might have some lives where the lesson you're learning is that your soulmates aren't around you or that your or romantic soulmate alone. isn't with you. Or you might just be alone. Like it just depends on like what lesson you need at that moment. It's just that most of your lives you're going to have these people around What's you. What's the or, difference between a romantic soulmate and a other one you just might like the romantic soulmate is going to be more of like a person that in most of your lives you just tend to gravitate toward and like be be in a marriage with or a romantic relationship with in oh, most of your okay. lives but it doesn't mean in every life they're going to be your person gotcha it's just like somebody you're drawn to more often than not 
like as your so, life partner. Yeah. And like some people seem to have them and some people don't. It's really interesting. Like I, there was one where a guy was talking about that. Like he was kind of like closer with just two of the people and he was almost kind of like a third wheel. But he didn't like have negative feelings about it. He was just like like some of the time he was like trying to convince one of the other souls. So like, they're like, hey, a like you should be with me in this one and and the other. But like it was almost like a love triangle, except for there wasn't harsh feelings about it. It was really weird. It was really I don't strange. Like that. Yeah, it seems weird, but I think like our human emotions aren't there about it, you know? So it's okay. really weird. But I do know that once you get so it does say that once you're in like a intermediate soul that you're not going to be incarnating as often your teacher student relationship with your own guide starts to diminish they're not gone but you kind of become more of colleagues than you are like teacher and student and you kind of start to develop your own teaching skills there are some souls that say that they're not effective guides though they might not go in that direction or maybe they'll guide for a little bit and then they're like i'm not really very good at this kind of thing i'm not really sure like if you like get fired or something and they're like go do something else i don't know but just like just like in the workplace like there's people that are more leadership material and then there's those that are the doers right yeah like yeah i don't really know but people that are more effective as a practitioner rather than as a manager I don't know, but like the soul. So when people talk about it, they're kind of like modest about their achievements in this area. And I don't know, like it's it's really interesting, but how they're like the intermediate soul, how their mind works, they kind of have more trust rather than suspicion toward the motives of others. Okay. Uh, it's kind of like both on like a conscious and unconscious level and they demonstrate a forward thinking attitude. They're more confident in the human race and they Dr. Newton admits that he takes advantage when he's able to get a more advanced soul under hypnosis. He tries to learn as much as he can and he probably doesn't let them get as much out of the experience as they could because he just wants as much information. He's very like research focused on these. Okay. He's had some clients tell him that he pushes them too hard. In these and but they seem to know about like a universal life plan. He said that he sees them at different amounts too. So he said that he had one advanced level three that he saw that was with like that they were advanced after only four thousand years. Like I said, like there are people at thirty thousand years that are oh, in level damn. one or two. It's pretty it's pretty interesting how it works. Going back to spirit guides and like the intermediate, it says even if you're not good at teaching, it doesn't mean you can't get to blue. There are other duties that align with different talent in the spirit world, which I'm just kind of like we're working still. Like we have to have a job, I guess, which is annoying. Maybe we only, I mean, like there's no time. Maybe there. we don't view it like work. Maybe we view I know. it like. It's just your purpose. Yeah, it's a purpose. It's not a job. It's a purpose. Like, we'll talk about creating later, but I feel like, like, what if, like, your goal is to, well, you're good at teaching people, though, too. So I don't know. You I'm not good at teaching people. Too. Okay. I don't well, think then I'm... maybe you're, maybe you're going to be more of a creator and I have more of, like, a spirit guide kind of person. I'm more like a, yeah, I'm more like a creative person that is more of a spiritual guide for people in their lives. Not spiritual, uh, not like that. Like, like a life coach kind of person. Like, I'm the kind of person that people tell things to and then they go, why did I tell you all of that? That's weird. Well, then, then you probably still are like a teacher of sorts. And not, but not the typical time kind. Cause like when I teach the kids how to drive, they hate that shit. Yes. Cause I, yeah. <laughs> because I have a short fuse. I get yeah. frustrated. She does. She I'm does. So frustrated. I taught Frank how to drive to start. Okay. Okay. Let's talk about a different thing that intermediate 
souls can do. You might be able to live two parallel lives at once. Whoa. So it can be tiresome and divisive, and you might not get a huge return from the different lives. But people do it sometimes because one life might cancel out the other. So they're like, oh, I have twice the twice the ability to get like good results out almost. So I'm like, Would are they... there people out there that are fucking up that have like two lives going on and then like you fucked up a lot in one, but you did good in the other. So you get to just, you're good. I don't, I don't understand it. Like, are there ever like crossovers where you're like, oops, I saw, or like, what if you see the, your other self? I don't know. Is there like a glitch in the matrix when that happens? Or like, is there <gasps> anybody out there that just like gets married to themselves? Like, I just what if that is it. the glitch in the matrix? Like sometimes you get too when close people... to the other soul. Yes. I don't know. Oh, no. But what I do know is that if you do that, you get more time for reflection in the spirit world in between. So maybe that's something that you'd be interested in because you want to rest for longer. I feel like that's something. Yeah, it's kind of sounding like a thing that I might try and fail at. (laughs) Yeah, you could even like there's people that have done like three or more parallel lives as well. And they might live in two different dimensions during the same period of time on Earth. So like you might have... One that's like living in this dimension, but then there's another and another dimension. What? They don't talk about dimensions a lot, but we are going to talk about souls and other planets. I don't like that. I know, right? Do I look the same in the other dimension? I don't fucking know. He's not been able to find a lot of people talking about that. When he finds people that have like lived on different planets and dimensions and things like that, like they don't, they don't seem to want to talk about it. Like Zebulon. Because like when you have these interact, like when you're in this hypnosis state, it's kind of like your spirit guides are deciding what you're allowed to be told and what you're not allowed to be told. And they're kind of like a gatekeeper on whether or not they're going to give up information because it might hurt your soul to know it. Oh, it like might hurt your feelings. Hurt your progress. Yeah. Okay. That you're only allowed to get what you're supposed to get. Okay. So let's talk about advanced souls now. I guess it's super rare for him to work with a truly advanced soul because they don't usually incarnate. And those that do aren't seeking out regression therapy. But they're kind of here to guide or make small refinements towards specific tasks. So they're often quiet and unassuming people that don't display self-indulgence. And their fulfillment comes from improving the lives of other people. They are practical and likely to be working in cultural mainstream in a cultural mainstream, which allows them to influence people and events. Um, he did not find a correlation between people who are sensitive, aesthetic, or super right-brained um, as advanced souls. Like if they have psychic abilities, that doesn't mean that they're an advanced soul. Mm-hmm. Like that, that, there's no correlation between there. Um, they're generally people who have patience with society and show extraordinary coping skills. They have exceptional insight. Um, they're going to generally be in helping professions or combating social injustice. They have composure, kindness, and understanding towards others and may disregard their own interests and live in bad circumstances. Oh. So he did have one advanced soul that he did kind of talked about his case with her a little bit. So let's talk about that. He was introduced to this person by a friend. I think he was chatting with this friend about what he was doing to an extent and she was like I think I might have a person you know in in mind that might be more advanced and they met up for lunch with this mutual friend and she was interested in his study so she agreed to go under hypnosis and talk to him and so she primarily worked with drug addicts and when he met her he was like she 
It was like she was looking like into me instead of at me. It was interesting. Oh. So she was okay with uh, eye contact. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> so he found that her first lives were at the beginning of the last warm interglacial period, which was from 130,000 to 70,000 years ago before the last ice age. And so she described living in a moist subtropical savanna near hunting, fishing, and plant gathering information. Um, And she went through lives, let's see, some of her lives that were about 50,000 years ago were described as cold and living in caves. um, So she was like a fucking cave person? Yeah, like during when times when continental sheets of ice had changed the Earth's climate. And she was able to even like describe her body because he would ask. So like she had kind of a more bent posture and then in more current lives, it gets more erect. They talk about um, the shape of their forehead and her like feeling that and feeling it more like flattened back in the day. So almost like she was like over the lives that she was telling him about kind of like explaining people evolving. Which is crazy. She was explaining evolution. Basically. Yeah. Hmm. Okay, um, some weird yeah. shit, but okay. That is some weird shit. He got into at this point. I have some notes on it. I don't know if I need to really get into it, but just talking about how he hasn't found any souls that were the original cavemen or like the Homo erectus. So okay. he thinks that that maybe archaic humans didn't have the brain capacity to really host a soul but once we developed (laughs) into something that could that's when we started to develop i don't fucking know but he thinks that souls eventually made us human not the reverse okay so let's keep going here he believes that souls have seeded the earth in different cycles his subjects indicate that the land masses that we know are different from earlier continents that might have been drowned or reformed by volcanic or magnetic changes Mm -hmm. and He's had subjects talk about ancient lands on Earth that he cannot identify with modern geography. So this advanced subject, she describes the last life that she had with her guide. So at this point, this is when her guide stopped incarnating with her. She said it was about 9,000 years ago, and the guide now just gives her flashes of lessons learned in past lives. What does that mean? Like, Well, like her guide stopped incarnating. So now... Like, she meditates often, I guess. And so she gets, like, what she's getting from her guide are, like, flashes of lessons from that past lives instead of that guide, like, actually interacting with her on an earth plane. So when she meditates, she has, like, visions? She doesn't really know she's having them, like, in her conscious state. But when she's doing, like, a hypnotherapy, she's like, oh, some because, like, we get messages from our guides all the time. It just seems like it's... Like, based on this research, right? Again, this is all based on this research. So, like, when you have, like, a sudden, like, aha moment, that might mm-hmm. be your guide whispering in your ear. Or, you know, what you know, like, or whatever <laughs> you want to call it. It can't be that you're just smart. It's no, your it's your guide. Yeah, it's just your guide. Mm. So her guide only interacts with her that way. Like, her guide is not, like, a, another human being that's on the planet. If that makes sense. So she talks about what our souls are. And we talk about there's like darker phases of light that are coming. So this guide is like this girl, this woman that he's doing, she's blue. And she says that the intensity of mental power increases with darker phases of light. So it's like your mental power growing inside of it. And our light. 
lot of brains that we can't normally use all of. I guess. Well, I don't. I don't fucking know. But it says our light is attached to the source or God, but not like he says that we use the word God wrong, and that we give too much personalization to it, which makes it sound less than it is. We're all part of God and the Creator, and we have. Let's see. We have eyes in the spirit world. Um. To okay, so. Oh, here's it's not like we have eyes we can see in the spirit world. But when you're talking about people in the spirit world, sorry, I'm like trying to get through these notes. And I'm like, what were they talking like, about do here? Do we have eyes in the back of our head? Is there another We're totally going to wrap this episode invisible? up. Yeah, because some of this stuff is just getting like too deep, I think almost. But she says that, okay, so like when you're in the spirit world, there's actually like within your spirit, so within your like light wisp, you have two more concentrated areas, which represent a more concentrated intensity of thought. And so... It's kind of like like physical extensions of former selves and a concentration of our presence. I mean, to communicate by absorbing energy presence of one another. She also talks about advanced souls called the sages. These sages have no more lessons to learn and are advanced, but might still come to earth because they're watchers of earth and they choose to stay and help because they're dedicated to the earth. They'll live really simple lives. Um, it's kind of hard to interact with them. They don't like cities. And they live in small communities out in the open desert and mountains in simple dwellings or maybe wanderers. But what did they do that's helping the earth? I don't really know. Like, why did, why do they need But to you'll be feel a special presence when you meet one. This is just like things are getting wild with this. Things are getting kind of weird. Yeah. They're people lie. that live simply, don't care about material things. They have a concentrated power of so enlightenment and guidance. Maybe. Okay. They're very interesting. This person says that the creator or creators, which is like God, essentially, but the whole of that. That's not what we should call him. Yeah. So they're beyond a level six that he described earlier. Um, There's no like God that's ever seen. She said that when you're in the spirit world, you're going to feel a presence of supreme power directing the spirit world. But People, like, you wouldn't use the word God to describe a creator in the spirit world. Okay. She also talks about creation. So. Like all of creation? Yeah. So when you're in the spirit world, you, like, and so instead of there being, like, a single creator God that made, at, like, we, like, talk, like, talk about Adam and Eve, right, for a second, and there's, like, God mm-hmm. and he created them. In this particular way of describing things, you know, like God is like a bigger thing, but we're all working toward becoming creators. And so when you're in these more advanced stages, you are going to get to go to like different planets, essentially. And you're going to be learning how to create things. And so you use elements. So like there's this one planet that somebody described, and I'm not in this par- part in my notes, so I'm going to have to, like, move around. But I feel like this is the place to talk about it. You get to go. Essentially, it's like they like they described it as, like, a vacation planet, kind of, where you're, like, taking a break from Earth, and you're learning from it, but you're also kind of, like, resting. And so you get to go to this world, and it doesn't have intelligent beings on it. And you can just kind of, like, people will go there and just kind of like play around and be free and do whatever you want, but you can create and you practice creating there. And so like the very beginner or it's like the first like intermediate soul 
goes there and they're taking the elements, which are similar to Earth's elements and mm -hmm. or are the same as Earth's, Earth's elements. And they're using them to create rocks and water and rocks. Yeah. So maybe maybe you've been creating rocks a lot lately <laughs> in between lives. And that's, and that's why, why you love so them so much. Like building and creating rock structure. Maybe yeah. I've been making water because I like water. I I don't know. But so that's what you do. But then like the more advanced souls. So this one, like I was talking about earlier that he brought under, um, which is why this is falling in this part of my notes. So she describes where she's starting to make living things. And you're just starting this after like how advanced she is. And she said that she was working on making like fish embryos essentially. Yeah. So like when you start making living things, you'll start with microorganisms and you're going to combine your energy with the sun's energy. You can also make small solar systems with like a sun the size uh, of a basketball. And then casual. I think like when you're making bigger solar systems that might be able to create life later, you're going to do that with like your soul group and you're going to like bond up your energy and like make a giant solar system. So this it's sounding seems... like that show, the OA. I don't know what that is. Well, I can't even go into describing it. So let's just leave it at that. Okay. It's it's about near, but it does... near death experiences and stuff. Oh, okay. okay. I want to see it. You would probably really like it. Probably would. But it seems like the purpose that we're getting from all of this or as far as we're able to get is that we're here to help the source create. And then I'm like, why does the source need to create or want to create? And what is creating the source? And I get very confused at this point. What? in it but like he theorized that maybe the source of us would shrink from a lack of expression but like i guess it doesn't matter though like okay any i am any so way... confused okay so i'm just trying to like find out what the is meaning the source... of it is but if you get to the, the meaning source of is, is god for lack of better words right yeah and like we're there like it seems like we're going through all of this to just like eventually help it create more so you want to like get through all these lessons so that we don't create bad probably i don't fucking know but like it's so weird but like why do we need to make more taking back from that i i agree why do we need to make more but then like if we're explaining everything like let's go back to like the regular god that a lot of us grew up with right yeah like the greater yes, higher yes. power is god who okay. created god who created God in the first place? It just keeps going know. and we'll never know. And that's what makes me crazy. That's what keeps me up at night. Okay. I'm I would be more comfortable if there was just one God. Well, that's just not how it is, according to this. Like you just you can't like what if one of like what if one of the creators that gets to that is bad? That's why you don't get to do it until you're good, until you've gone through enough lessons. But, like, what's too many? And why do they keep making new souls? Like, I don't fucking know. It's just like, it's like a, like, it's just expanding and creating universes so or the universe. I don't know. What's but this guy's theory on when, like, what's his, you said that you were going to talk before, like, what's this dude's theory about when a soul enters a body when does it first enter a body 
I have that toward the end of my notes here. So I'm not going to do that yet because oh, okay. I have an order. But I'm sorry. I have disrupted the order. <laughs> sorry. No, it's good. It's just like that's like just a place where I'm just kind of like I don't there's never going to be any answer because it doesn't matter if you get to like the source of what's like like we can almost like think of Earth as like a simulation right now with this. And it's like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because when we get to the next level, we still don't know the meaning of that level and the level before it and the level before it. Yeah. Do we ever get to know? How would you? It would never end. This could be one of like a gazillion things that's just like, like instead of, like we reproduce, this thing reproduces us as souls that reproduces us later. This makes me It's almost like... I just want to know if I get to take a nap over there. I don't think you need a nap there. Or you kind of do. You do. But, that's that's okay. when you get to have your soul regenerated by that cone thing. I think. I don't know. That's nap time. It's There's no way to ever know what it's all about. Okay, we have to, like, my brain hurts. So we're going to just pop back into things we can talk ah. about here. Okay. Let's get more into spirit guides because that's what I have next to my notes. And okay. it's very hard to yeah. tell where I'm okay. at. Okay. Spirit guides. We talked about them being highly advanced souls. So mm. you might have more than one guide helping you, like I talked about earlier. So most groups have a couple of guides or teachers helping them. So you have kind of like the same spirit guides. So like you and I probably have the same spirit guide, but we might not. Oh, really? And we might have two spirit guides that are the same. Um, the guides might have normal names that we've like known, like we picked them up from like life that we have, or they might have like a super weird name. And he says sometimes like they try to pronounce the name, but it's like, they feel like they can't even say it in earth terms. So then they end up saying a normal earth name. So it might just be like Gary. It might, we might just call him Gary or we might be like, "Mm," like it's a noise. Right. So (laughs) it's just, or they're like, I don't know how to say it. We're going to call him Gary. Okay. You might have guides whose lives included overcoming super negative traits in past lives will likely be assigned to guide others with similar traits. So if you were a fuck up in your early days, you're going to get other fuck ups that struggle with the same kinds of things that you did. Our guides are also being taught to, like we said, like they might have, like our guides have guides and they're trying to show basically that they can affect positive change when they're first like a junior guide. They're just, they're kind of like studying under someone else and showing that they can affect positive change with others. Um, Some of the guides help their students a lot on earth and others encourage them to work their shit out on their own. So this whole thing is like a pyramid scheme. It is. But he's asked that before if it was like a pyramid and they were like offended and they were like, that's not what it's like. So it's just like they don't want there to be levels of things almost. I thought maybe that's why the pyramids existed. Maybe, but I don't think that's the case because they get offended if you say that. Who does? Who gets offended? Like the spirit version of them. So like, no. So let's say like you're under hypnosis and the hypnotist is like, so it's like pyramid and you're like, no, it's like, like, I guess you could say that, but it's not like that is how you might react. They might be like. Like, no, like, stop stop saying that somebody is better than somebody else. They're not. It's just oh. that they're more advanced and the other person's going to get there and we don't want to talk about it like that. So we're all just, like, really nice. Yeah. We're all really I bet nice you were, in the end. Do you think that people are funny on the other side? We are. That's what they say is that, like, and you're going to be placed with other people that have, like, a similar sense of humor to yours. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. What about angry? Are we – do we get angry? I don't think you get, like, angry, angry, but I think there's, like, lower – like less severe forms of anger like annoyance like but you wouldn't like when you're more advanced yeah are there certain people where i'm like you're annoying 
I choose not to be by you and that like they wouldn't be in my group if I thought they you were might have me. like thoughts of them. So there's been like times where some of them explained that they had certain parents in one life that they knew were frustrating for them. But then they were presented with having to or like not having to, but the idea of incarnating with them again because it would be a good challenge for them or they might have some kind of karmic lesson to pay back with that person. Yeah. And so they're almost like, oh, I don't want to do that. But they like say it openly without offending that person necessarily. It's really interesting. But then they'll like be like, no, I know it's for my own good. I do need to go back with these people, but I know that I'm not going to do well with them, you know? So nobody it's, has to be like politically correct over there? No, it's not like We that. all just say how it is. Yeah, it's like, I think it's just like open truth and you don't get offended by them. I mean, that sounds kind of cool, actually. That part does sound pretty cool. Like, that sounds really cool. Not having to, like, worry all the time about, like, oh, no. Did I say the wrong thing? Yeah, there's not, like, you don't have, like, political correctness or, like, you don't have to worry about things like that over there. Because people hmm. are generally, like, they're they're compassionate, but they're not, like, super judgmental or anything. I wonder if there's, like, when they look at us from afar, if they think that there's, like, like a right and wrong as far as that that's interesting not like not to like bring up politics or whatever but like obviously it's very polarizing oh like yeah for sure people have very polarizing views on life and it'd be interesting to know if any of that even fucking matters because i bet you it doesn't and it doesn't it's if all it does like if we're issues. like judged or whatever, like what's right and what's wrong then? You know what I mean? Like is one side more right than the other? Or I don't is think so. Once, you know, or is it like equal? Like, you know, everyone fucks up a little bit on both sides. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I mean, like I like like I feel like it's negative to get too caught up in it in the first place. But that's yeah. just me and how I think of it. We're not we don't talk about politics. We don't talk about politics on this show. Yeah, just like we don't talk about Bruno, we don't talk about politics. So we don't talk about Bruno. No, we don't talk about politics on this show because fuck that shit. Yeah, you have enough time um, okay. to be angry about shit when you're not listening to us. That's yeah, that's true. Okay, back to spirit guides. They're gonna be okay. there to build morale and still confidence, give you a right to make mistakes. They won't ever give up on you, and they're going to motivate you and instill courage. Guides would sometimes block Dr. Newton from getting certain information during sessions. They just, they don't want a person, because like you're going to remember your session, your hypnothi oh, hypnotherapy you session afterward. Yeah. Um, that, but they also, most of them record it for you and give you a copy as well. But you you are able Maybe. to remember them. And so they don't want people to be given information that's going to fuck up the course of their life. Like they're going to give you what you're supposed to get at that point. And so... Um, I guess there are some people who are little bitches in the spirit world and try to get new guides. They try to blame their guides for things like when they're younger souls and but mm -hmm. a new guide will that never be assigned. That won't happen. Those souls just need to learn how to take responsibility for themselves, just like people. You know, we see people mm -hmm. that aren't good at taking responsibility for themselves. Yeah. There are some people that can contact their guides through meditation, as we know, or there's some psychics, I think, that use their guides and are very good at communicating with their guides. Um, you might hear your guide as an inner voice. Um, if you want to reach your guide as a human, and you can try to. So what they've told Dr. Newton is that to do this, you want to calm your mind and focus attention away from your immediate surroundings. Give yourself silence and reach inward and fasten on your inner voice. 
expand upon your inner conscious by engaging them, uh, like by engaging your spirit guides on a central thought. And you're going to kind of like reach out beyond what is troubling you in order to be receptive. So don't reach out like asking for a particular answer to a question. Like reach out and try to like get them to give you what they can give you at the moment. Like um, the time that I tried to be psychic and told you yeah. that you were going to get married in your 30s and you yelled at me. Yeah, it's I'm getting pretty close to the end of it and I'm not anywhere near getting married. Um, <laughs> so I'm very surprised if I'm married before I'm 40. Um, okay, your energy that you're directing needs to override your human emotion. And they're basically going to whisper into your ear. Um, Ew. They can recognize the amount of turbulence from the wake of troubled thought and carefully merge it or carefully merge with it and gently touch the mind waiting for the best receptivity. So if you're going through something hard, like it's not like they're not going to help you, but they're they're waiting for the like if you're super worked up, like you and I both have a tendency to get super worked up when we're frustrated. No. And they're not going to work with us when we're like that. They're going to wait. Like I'm irrational. Yeah, we both are irrational when we're angry. It's something that runs in our family. And <laughs> you know it because our kids have it too. So Except for our one our brother dad. is like just very chill. Yeah, what the fuck? I don't know. How did he get that What way? he got. I, I just like, I really look up to him for that. I'm like, yeah. I, I aspire to be like that. I don't fucking know, man. I think he's in a different spiritual level than we are. I don't know if he's in our soul group. Sorry, brother. Because you're better than us. Yeah. And people generally do have to work out most of your difficult, like their difficulties without their spirit guide jumping right in. Spirit guides may feel a spiritual sorrow when they see us make poor choices or are going through pain. Oh, no. That and means we do have sadness over there. Damn kind it. of, but they say it's like different than human sadness. And... They also say that master guides rarely incarnate. All right. So now we're going to talk about master guides. I know you said master guides, right? Because it sounded like you said master guys. Master guys rarely reincarnate. I like that. Master guys. No, master guides with a D in that. Okay. Next on my list here. Sorry, I tried to like categorize these by things because it just like jumps all over the place in the book. And so we're going to talk about learning because like we've kind of gotten to with this, all of this, like the whole purpose of earth and our lives on earth is to learn, right? Mm -hmm. When people talk about learning on the other side, they talk about going into study spaces, almost like libraries and seeing books of live pictures. So when you open the book, and you think about what you want and it goes into alignment and then you can see your past lives and alternate lives that could happen. And the books can also what? show us future possibilities in small bites. Wait. Yeah. Alternate lives. Like if you would have made this choice instead of that choice. Yeah. Well, that's I mean, what yeah. good does that do? That's like having regrets. I don't believe in regrets. Yeah. So do you know what I think this is? What? The Akashic Record. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's what I think it is. I think it's definitely the Akashic Record where you can go and look at your past lives, different choices that you could make in the future, things like that. Mm-hmm. It's the Akashic Record. That's my guess. It has to be. He doesn't say that in the book, but I just learned about the Akashic Record recently. I didn't know that was a thing. So You didn't know um, it was a thing? No, I didn't. I didn't really at all. Oh, 
Like I knew it was a thing. And it's funny because when, when I met the doc, we talked about that. Um, and oh, we, cool. it was like us, like a knowing between the, just the two of us. It was, it was cool. My favorite alien friend taught me about the Akashic record because I didn't know. Oh, okay. And then he was telling me about it and I was like, oh my God, I know what this is because I had been through this. So, yeah. um, Okay. So in these study spaces, groups will help one another go over their mistakes and teachers will go in and out. So there's a lot of discussion over the value of our choices. You might help out. So even if you're not a spirit guide yet, you might help out a younger spirit group with their studying if their teacher is not around. You're not learning all the time, though. I guess there are like open spaces where souls of many levels gather in a recreational atmosphere. And that's what I kind of wonder if like that music hall that you were talking about is one of those Mm -hmm. areas. Okay. You might play tricks on other souls, like older souls might tease the younger ones about what lies ahead. And you can also have like guests appear in your group to entertain and tell stories. Oh. Like your dad in one life, maybe he's really funny and he might come and like come and tell you stories with your spirit group. Do you think that we're like, do you think that we are like entertainers at our core? I don't know. But I just like think that grandpa probably comes and tells just hangs out with our group for some reason. (laughs) Like, I just feel like that would happen. That's funny. Other things we might do together include getting together in a full circle to fully unify and project our thought energy. And then sometimes we whirl around each other in a mixture of energy, blending and separating in patterns of light and color. You have got to watch the OA. Fly around each other and just have like so much fun. You need to watch the OA. Okay. So there are some places that we might go in the spirit world that get talked about a lot. And so the ones we're going to talk about are – so these are names I think that maybe a case study or two came up with and then he adopted the names or he came up with these names based on things that people have told him about that we're going to talk about the world without ego, the world of all-knowing, the world of creation and non-creation, and the world of altered time. And so I guess that one of these worlds is in our physical universe and the others are not. And they're non-dimensional spheres of attention or habitations for spiritual life or what we might call mental worlds. It's so trippy. Okay. So it's better when we just talk about what they are. Let's talk about the world without ego first. I thought you said the world without eagles. (laughs) A world without eagles. No, a world without ego. E-G-O. Yeah, there's okay, no eagles I get it up now. In this bitch. I get it now. But I was like, so soaring you, do you like guys an have eagle. eagles where you live? Do you live in the land without eagles? There's eagles in Florida. Okay, I don't know. Like, there's <laughs> eagles outside my goddamn window on a regular basis. So. I mean, I don't feel like like that's a thing that is seen all the time. The only reason I know that is because one time when the doc was a police officer there was a hurt eagle and he was gonna put it in the back of his car like he's a do-gooder and he was like i'm gonna save this bird and then he went up on it and he was like oh my god that thing is huge never mind yeah. i cannot They're put you really in big. the back of a cop car what am i thinking yeah anyway. yeah we've had like a eagle's nest like outside my window and it is just fucking bananas they're magnificent they're huge yeah they are okay Back to the world without ego. So this is the place of learning to be. It's a place of origin where new souls learn who they are. So new souls aren't capable of choice. They acquire their character based on, like, you don't get to choose anything about your soul. But 
You're going to acquire character in this world without ego based on the way your energy is put together for you. Okay. The ego becomes a covenant between oneself and the givers or the creators. And you're going to, like, from what you get here, you're going to do the best with who you are. Uh, new souls arrive without ego, which is why it's called that. And yeah. souls who get fucked up on Earth, they might come back to this world without ego. This is where they would come back and get, like, realigned if they keep fucking up. Oh, it's like a chiropractic visit. Yeah, but once they do that, they For do get to go ups. back to their soul group group after that and incarnate again with them, but it just might take some time. They're like, you need to go to timeout. Yeah. You need to go back to baby world. Yeah, so like you, like if somebody in your group like keeps fucking up, it's like, okay, I'll see you in like 400 years or something, you know, or <laughs> a thousand you. years sometimes. So, but that wouldn't okay, be like Because they have to live long, a bunch right? of lives and see if they can figure it out. The world of all-knowing is the opposite of the world without ego. So you can't go there unless you're advanced. And it's a oh. place of contemplation, the ultimate mental world of planning and design. Hmm. It's apparently the final destination of all thought. This is getting very abstract in this episode. Um, so the final destination of all thought, um, the senses of all living things are coordinated there. And this world is like super abstract in all forms. So it's a dimension where the realization of all our hopes and dreams is possible. You get glimpses as an incentive to encourage or an incentive and it encourages you to finish your lessons on earth so that you can become masters. Oh. This is like where we go to take naps, I think. I do all go the there. So that's why See? like we this place is like we get glimpses of it so that we're like, oh my God, I gotta get these lives down and get my lessons done so I can go to this place. So I think of it as nap. like as like the Delta Sky Club of the spirit world. <laughs> yeah. I've been in the Delta Sky Club, like I've gotten glimpses of it. Sometimes my boss brings me in there. And I'm like, holy shit, look at all this free food, including delicious hummus and snacks and <laughs> drinks. Delicious hummus. And like places to work quietly. And then you get in the rest of the airport and you're like, shit, it's noisy out here and I have to pay a hundred million dollars for food. So all souls are striving <laughs> to be able to get you to this place, but you wouldn't be incarnating still if you had been there. So like like if you've fully been in this place, you you're done. You're done so. That's it. We have the world of altered time now that we're gonna talk about. So this is available to all souls. Oh, it represents nice. their own physical world. In many cases, like so for us, this would be Earth. It's like a simulation of Earth and you can change time sequences to study different specific events and improve oh, decisions so for fun. life. Yeah, it sounds pretty cool. And then there's also the world of creation and non-creation. So I kind of talked about this earlier. So you must be intermediate to go there. And it's like another planet. It's colder than Earth. Um, apparently it's not in the Milky Way, but we might be able to see it with a telescope. Cooler, but is it just like comfortable, cold? Like So it's like farther away from the sun, I think. We can like still live there. So this is the one that I said you just like, it's kind of like vacation and you get to go there and create and enjoy yourself as a free spirit. You don't have to interact with others. There's no people or humans and you can like roam amongst the forest in your spirit form or the deserts or hover Ooh. over oceans with no responsibilities. And that you must sounds not feel so cold there. cool. I know. And so the highest form of life there is small animals without much intelligence. I'm assuming that Aww. like this is a planet that eventually like life would form on. But they're just um, real stupid. Yeah, you just get to like go there. And so it says that 
animals have very simple fragments of mind energy and they do have souls, but each species is a family of souls. Like it's different than ours. So like our dog's not like reincarnating, like you're not reincarnating into animals according to this. Even though I know there's some religions where you do. So where you're um, like different animals. Yeah. Yeah. So he calls this earth too, though, this colder planet. And he says that there's no fighting, bickering, or power struggles here, of course. The Wait. atmosphere is pristine. Did you say Earth 2 or like Earth Yeah, just like also. Earth 2. Like, like Earth like T-O-W? Our, our Earth T- number 2. T-W-O, Earth number 2, not but not T-O-W. the poop kind. Earth number 2. Earth T-O-W. T-O-W. <laughs> God damn it. Earth. Okay, no. Like Earth Second number 2. Earth. Yeah, second, second Earth. Yeah, second Earth. Yeah, he was like, he was just like Earth 2. So, okay. It's like second Christina. Earth, but like a much more comfortable temperature all the time, everywhere. Yeah. It's just okay. better than us. Okay. Life is quiet. It gives you an incentive to return to Earth and try to make it more peaceful. And Do we have houses there? Is this where I can make I houses? Um, I don't think you're capable of making houses. You're like, making why can't rocks, I make? Dude. I just want to, like, that's. Well, I, you don't care about these things. You probably yes, make I a lot do. of rocks. That's my guess is I you're making care. a lot of rocks. No, okay. I care. Okay, because there's things that I won't get to do in, in this life, in these lives. Like, houses are so cool. I like. I You just might get a cool house to, like, in a different life where you probably already really had cool, cool houses. House. No. I think that that's one of your things. You like, like the material possessions is one of the things that you're trying to get over. And that's why you care well, so much about houses. You can shut the fuck up. <laughs> it just like that made me I'm probably real your mad. spirit guide to be honest we're not soulmates I'm probably your spirit guide ah bitch please I knew that would make you mad and you wouldn't agree okay all right so I'm gonna I'm gonna I want to read a quote from somebody that said that they were creating okay so they say okay. I look to see what I'm supposed to make on the ground in front of me. Then I mold the object in my mind and try and create the same thing with small doses of energy. The teachers assist us with control. I'm supposed to see my mistakes and make corrections. They're apparently, so they're apparently forming things, but not living things. So we talked about they're experimenting with basic elements like hydrogen and oxygen to create planetary substance, substances like rocks, air, and water. Um, we don't create the elements. We use ones available on the planets. And you take basic elements and you charge them with impulses from your energy. And you make changes by heating and cooling. Like you're creating like chemical interactions. So you would like take okay. like dust and make rocks with pressure and heating and cooling. I feel, I like, I feel like on the other side, the doc and I do this together. You probably do. Like um, I feel like this is one of those points where we really really like hit it hit it off yeah i think that you guys are like making rocks and i'm like making some water because of the things that we do together and like for real life yeah these are weird like rock people together yeah and like (laughs) not just that um yeah i know um (laughs) you might do creation lessons as a group as well so maybe you and the doc are like pooling your energy together to create bigger rocks and let's see. <laughs> Boulders, if you will. So spirits can become things in order to capture their essence. So you might like become a rock for a while to understand density, trees oh. for serenity, water for flowing cohesiveness, whales for power. I think probably wolves for running because it's fun. 
Because that's what I do. I just have all these dreams where I'm a wolf and I don't understand it. All of this like speaks um, to my soul. It really does. Like, yeah, you might just, like integrate I just into a love okay, being in nature. This is yes, yeah, of course. Yeah, I just, like the creation part. I think is for you, and so we might also integrate into specific feelings to sharpen our sensitivity, which is probably something I haven't done enough of. I think you need to work on that. Yeah. Some subjects described being mystical spirits of nature like elves, giants, and mermaids. I knew it. Strange contact with these mystical or mythical beasts has also been described to him. So they're very vivid and he's not sure that they're metaphoric. So he thinks that maybe there there were or are mermaids or things like that in other worlds. He's not really sure, but he doesn't think that they're made up. They're on Earth number two. Which is a weird thing for him to say. Yeah, They're on Earth number two because people made them. Yeah, probably. That's what's around. And we could be them or interact with them. Oh, I bet you sometimes you can like see through the veil maybe from Earth one to Earth two. That could be. Or maybe they exist like in a different realm and we. Because people talk about them in all different cultures. They do. They really do. Okay. So we're on to the part. We're starting to get to the part where we're I'm taking you through this. So now we've lived life, right? We've exited one life. We've met our spirit guides. We've hung out with our spirit friends. We've learned some things in the spirit world. But now it's time to reincarnate again. And so let's talk about how we choose lives. We do choose them. Yes. Souls often have trepidation about returning to Earth because the spirit world is so fucking cool. Yeah. But they know that if they don't do this, they won't continue to grow. Recovering from one life before going into the next takes different souls varying amounts of time. And while souls remember the discomfort of Earth, they also remember fondness and nostalgia and physical pleasures. They're probably like, oh, it would be nice to go down and have sex again or eat some delicious food. (laughs) They're thinking about those things. I would like some Italian pasta, please. Yes. So those are the things that kind of bring people back to Earth. And so... Souls themselves do need to decide what specific lessons they want to undertake to advance themselves. So your your guide isn't going to tell you exactly what you need to work on. You need to figure that shit out, even though you might have talked to your guide about it. <laughs> you get to decide, you know, like where you should go, who you want to be to have the best opportunity to work on these goals. So you're going to do that kind of with your other spirits so that you're going to interact with as well. So there's like it's like. They say that you have a full choice and they like give you choices, but at the same time, like there's something else that's like directing you in that way because we're all so interconnected that there's no way that you got to pick fully yourself. I don't fucking know. It seems weird, but the whole premise behind this episode is that we don't know anything. We don't, but we know, I mean, like we just, this just makes it more confusing. Yeah. I'm going to jump here for a second to talking about like how often we might incarnate. So he found that during the Neolithic age, which is from 7,000 to 5,000 years ago, which I have not verified. So if you know things about things, sorry if we're wrong. But it says subjects reported living more frequent lives, but sometimes lives can be spaced as much as 500 years apart during that time. Oh, good. That's okay. Um, Yeah. Between 1,000 and 15,000 AD, clients lived an average of once in two centuries. Um, And then after the year of 1700 AD, it changes to once in a century. And by the 1900s, living more than once in a century is common. So we're coming back more often. He felt that it was because of the rising population of the earth and the need for more souls. Well, 
Is there but this could reason? also be because people are more apt to recall lives closer to their current one while they're in hypnosis. Did Does anyone say anything about technology and why we didn't get that? Like, I think that there was technology um, before and that something bad happened and wiped everybody out. And then we had to be archaic again. That's what I think, too. And I'm like almost thinking to myself, like, do I need to become a hypnotist and just like change my course so that I can try to get information about aliens and technology and things like that? I don't think that's, that that's a life know. purpose. Uh, sorry. Maybe it is, though. It's not. I know. If you get to make fun of me about that. things, I get to make fun of you about things. What if during my hypnosis, I can ask my spirit guides about that? What if you were an alien in another life? I don't know if I was. They're usually old souls. I don't think I'm there. But I do oh, have aliens okay. as a topic on here. So I just want you to know. Oh. Clients of his do divulge that we should be more worried about our planet dying from overpopulation than us exhausting the reserve of souls. So there's like there's enough souls to go around. They say that just like there are interviews upon re-entering the spirit world, there's also going to be interviews when you're getting ready to leave to make sure that you're ready for rebirth. It's the pre-flight check. Yeah. So you might be pushed by your guide or teacher to incarnate again. So maybe you're like, bitch, I'm still resting. And your spirit guide is like, no, it's time. So I don't know. Your your instructor doesn't force you to leave, but they do want you to not stay too long and get into a rut. Um, there, I mean, there are some people that'll rush to try to be reborn again because of unfinished business, but generally they'd, they'd be shown that like a, being a brand new baby, isn't going to really give them a, the ability to do no, anything, but I think that's where we see, feel... but I think, I think that's, I really do think that's where we see the people that remember the reincarnation. Yeah. That's what I think. We're going to talk about the place of life selection. So okay. souls need to decide where and when they want to go on earth before making a decision on who they'll be. They'll start by having the opportunity of viewing how we might fit into certain environments and future time segments. And attention is then directed to people living in these places. So you haven't like picked who you're going to be necessarily, but you're influenced by cultural conditions and events as well as by participants in these events during the span of chronological time. So when we enter in this place of life selection, we're full of hope, promise, and lofty expectations. You get to go in this place basically alone your guide's not going to be with you and you're going to evaluate new life options it's apparently very hectic and stimulating but it's being described it's like much larger area than the other study areas and somebody gave the example of kind of like a giant movie theater where souls can see themselves in future playing like in the future playing different roles in various settings so, so once they do do people do they like change geographical areas frequently sometimes they do and sometimes do they, they go don't to so like they like yeah, so you might say, like, I lived one life. Like, I, I'm pretty sure that my last life was in a town that's literally 20 minutes away from here because I have a memory there that I can't explain. And uh -huh. that's, like, very specific. Like, when I think about this weird thought that I had, I'm, like, like I know, like, if I ask myself certain questions about it, I, like, know the answer for sure on some of them. And other parts of them, I'm, like, I don't know that. It's It's different. It's a weird thing that I don't know how it came to me. But it came to me when I we accidentally ended up there one day because we got huh. lost. And so I think that you, we do. I mean, like they, they talk about it in the book, too, that like there's one guy that lived in New York and he really wanted to go back to New York or something similar because of a goal that he had. And he thought it would be a good place to go. So I think there are a lot of people that return to certain huh. places or we think about the reincarnation cases where somebody is in like a weird village and they're like 20 miles away from the other village that they grew up in, those kinds of things. That yeah. happens a lot, too. But you can go to different places as well. It's kind of weird because there's, like, certain 
areas that I feel very drawn to. Yeah. Like I have a history there and I need to be there. Yeah. I feel very drawn to this town. Anyways. For sure. Before you leave this area, you're going to select a scenario for yourself. And there's these beings called coordinators that help put the scenarios together for you. It'll show major turning points on life's pathways involving important decisions and possibilities that might occur. Um, You're not able to see all the possible endings to a scene. Certain parts of these lives are obscured and amnesia will be imposed upon you when you enter the life. So you don't remember these things um, like seeing them in the future. But deja vu happens, right? And then sometimes mm-hmm. you're so, like, that's yeah. like, I've, I planned that, so I already know about it. Yes, those are worked in. We'll talk about that. Uh, but our unconscious mind, like, it holds the spiritual memories and the general blu- blueprint of each life. And so um, it doesn't mean, though this doesn't mean that we're submitting to a fate that can't be altered. If everything was set in stone, stone there would be no purpose to our struggle. So we all experience opportunities for change what? throughout our lives. And we have free will to do or not do these things. But at the same time... Like these people that are coordinating all this must know something because how would they integrate? Like every choice that I make affects a different person and every choice that you make affects a different person. And it also affects like, like who you're on your journey with. Yes, exactly. So, or it might affect like whether or not you are on this journey with somebody. So it's like, there's got to be more to it than just you having free will or you making the mistakes. Like some of the mistakes that you make are going to have to like be there in order for other people to learn their lessons. Well, I feel like maybe those like, choices are ones that like, like it's all your choice, but you make those choices before you come. Like yeah. some choices you make before you come and some you do after. Yeah. there It has to be like that because choices I make affect you. Yes. And Obviously, choices that I have made affect you. Yeah, and choices and, like, mistakes that I make affect my kid. Who knows at what degree. Right. So, yeah, it's just – it's crazy. Like, it's it's a lot to think about. There's also the karma part of it there. And there's – like, there's cause and effect for our actions. And But they do say that we're masters of our own destiny. And we – we may have self-serving goals as well. So there was one example. I talked about the guy from New York, right? So like mm-hmm. he – like his reason for wanting to come back at that time was because he wanted to be a really good musician in one life because he didn't get to finish that in one life. Yeah, but isn't that like self-serving? Yeah, it is. So he, he like he kind of knew that he was slowing himself down in a way, but he wanted to accomplish this. He was like, I, like I'm like i going to go to New York again. I had been in New York. I'm familiar with it. And I want to come back in – New York is a great place for a musician to have that. So there's good schools for music. He chose parents that were wealthy that could invest time in his music and make him practice. And like, mm-hmm. it's just, it's interesting. Um, It's just really weird. Huh. Most souls won't, like one thing I will say though, is they don't stay within a certain family. It can happen, but it really inhibits growth and opportunity when you stay in, oh, okay. in one family. But there was one case. And so this is kind of like, we talked about, how like you might have your parents be in your things. They explained that there was like a brother and a sister who were close friends in one life and another, like they, they were in this life together and the brother dies early, like really young. And so mm-hmm. this dead sibling actually ended up returning as the surviving sibling's child to help work through an important thing that they had together. So it does happen still, but just not That's all the so time. Crazy. Yeah. It also says that many times the souls of young children who die soon after after birth will come back to the same parents as their next baby. Okay, the choices. So you, Go yeah. ahead. I I feel like sometimes when people have miscarriages, I honestly do feel like you're just trying to get like 
the perfect vessel. Like it's like you're taking a running start at it. Well, it's part of a lesson that's in that person's life that had the miscarriage. Exactly. It says that the choices are made fully in advance of both lives. And the lesson is for the parents and not for the baby. So that's why they come back to the same parents. So they would call it maybe like a filler life is what they do normally. So that's part of it. We also, we're not going to see our death during our life unless we're going to die prematurely. So if you're going to die at like an older age, you're not going to see that. But if you die, if you're going to die as like a child, you're going to see that. What do you mean you're going to see that before you come? Yeah. Like your death as a child. And it's your off ramp. Yeah. And if you come that way too, like if you're coming as a child that dies, you're probably looking for a short lesson in something. So you don't need like a full thing, but you're just trying to like finish up something very specific by coming Mm -hmm. as that child. So let's talk about the choice of a body because we actually don't choose the body during the location. The location comes first. And so this is in the place of life selection and you get to preview the life of more than one human within the same time cycle in the same area. Mm -hmm. So Advisors give us an opportunity to reflect upon what we've seen in the future before making a final decision. Uh, Blueprints for the next life vary in degree of difficulty, and the soul mind sets this for itself. Um, So if you just had an easy life, you might overload yourself with a challenging life next to catch up on the learning goals. There are some people – so I said like earlier that the younger souls usually have the easier lives. That's not always the case. Like you might come off of a really hard life and then you decide to go with an easier one next where you're only going to learn a little bit too. Those things can happen as well. They also say that the soul mind and the human mind don't always work perfectly together. So we do make mistakes sometimes um, and have to make course – corrections no matter what body we select we know what we're going to look like before a life too but the amnesia is what makes us unhappy with our bodies oh they say that like society's stereotyping an ideal appearance as part of what the soul's like it's part of the soul's lesson plan yada 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 for us to be like unhappy with our bodies and there are people too that this is another like controversial one again we are not saying that anybody deserved any of these things like a child death or We're not saying it's okay that society has beauty standards, blah, blah, blah. Okay, I want to make sure this is clear. This is all part of a theory that he's giving from this. So it says that... It's this dickhead. Yeah, so souls who have been in an accident, leaving them handicapped in some way, usually made this choice for themselves before starting a life. And overcoming challenges like these generally helps us advance more quickly as souls. Hmm. Um, Some of the choices that happen during life are the soul and some are the human mind. So when you're choosing the body, you can see possibilities of that person's life without you. But at the same time, it's kind of like you're meant for one another. Your human body does have like some parts of it that are like you're not all soul. Like your human body and your body and your mind is going to affect things. Like if you're a more intelligent human being, that's not because your soul is more intelligent. It's because the body that you selected is more intelligent. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, Your character is in your soul, not your intelligence. The lessons that are learned in life are they're learned by recognizing and coming to terms with being a human being. And sometimes our biggest lesson in life is just to let go of the past. The soul's spiritual energy does have variable variable influence on the temperament of the human host. So the things that you're going to get from the soul energy are going to be your introversion or extroversion, Uh rationalistic or idealistic, emotional or analytical. So like the analytical parts of me and the introverted parts of me are my soul and not the other way around. It's not coming from a human body. Souls may have a reluctance to face the karma that they have with others, but a lot of discussion takes place when the earth circumstances are right. You might not have, like maybe you were not great to somebody in one life and like 10 lives later, 
you're going to have that turned around on you by that same individual, even if they're not in your primary group, um, because mm. the conditions of the lives were correct at that point that you're able to work through that. So you might not work through gotcha. a certain thing right away. Humans without souls would be dominated by senses and emotions. So emotions are coming right. from humans and our senses are coming from humans. Souls don't control the human mind. We try our presence, like we try by our presence to evaluate and see the meaning in the world and be receptive to mortality and give understanding. So we might select bodies which try to match our character flaws for certain growth patterns, but in another life, we might choose one that doesn't match to get some other type of growth. Hmm. Souls are not always able to regulate and unify with the human mind. Um, those are the ones that might become contaminated or you might become obsessed with your human or your physical body. So those are the things where we talk you about. You might become obsessed with your human. Well, and that's where you like decide you're going to project it in the spirit world too, because you're obsessed with how you picked this body. You're like, there are people that like there are souls that have been like, I picked like during this time, there was one person that talked about like being a Viking and that they had like a perfect specimen of a body and it was so cool. And they kind of <laughs> got stuck on that for a while. So Ooh. um that's part of it. That's really funny. Yeah, it really is. Once you've picked all these things, then you're going to start preparing for your incarnation. You might be called to the place of recognition or recognition class, or you really, really are going to. So they call it, this is kind of like cramming for a final exam. And this is where we start to like learn some of the cues and the deja vu moments that might happen throughout our lives. Let's say that you have, you've picked that like your soulmate or somebody that's supposed to be your romantic partner. There are going to be things that spark your brain about them. So I've heard of right. people saying that they, they see somebody and they're just like, that's the person or they see that person smile. And it's like, they like something clicks in their brain that they're supposed to. Those are the things that they're learning in this, this recognition class. And uh -huh. But you might miss some of those things throughout your life or just decide you're not going to act on them. So the doc says that the first time he saw a picture of me, that he was like, there she is. Yep, that's it. I mean, like, I hear and that one a lot. It's funny because, yeah, yeah. You actually took that picture of me. Yeah. So it doesn't mean that that's your soulmate too always. So the one that I do know that I acted on in my life, I – so I'll talk about my my daughter's dad, Right. He's mm -hmm. not somebody I'm supposed to be with for the rest of my life. I know that. But obviously, or I think in my head that my daughter was supposed to be it. I mean, like, there's so many circumstances that tell me that, like, that's that was the one time that I think that I get to have a kid, too. So because it's right. it's not, I wouldn't have a chance of having a kid generally. I didn't know that at the time. But I acted, like, really, like, I, I saw her dad and something in me, I don't know, it wasn't, like, like it wasn't like something came in my brain, but like something came over me and I just decided I was going to go hit on this man. I don't ever hit on men, ever. <laughs> like I need men to be very clear with me about their intentions and handle that shit. Like I am not a person that's like forward with men. And that's funny. Yeah. And in that situation, there was something within me that was like acted really uncharacteristic about myself. And I just like walked up to him and talked to him. And asked yeah. him if he was staring at me or my friend who was a man because we were trying to decide if he was gay. And I was like, he's super not gay. He's wearing Carhartt. But like. Just so, going to check. But I that's I mean, like, you know me, right? Like, that's not something I would ever do. I've heard that a lot from people like when they met their person, right? That they did something that was uncharacteristic and they were like, what came over me? What was that? Yeah. And there's like a couple other things I've done that are uncharacteristic of me, but that like come to like me being close with the people I'm close with in my life, which isn't a lot of people. But um, so you might feel deja vu. You might just feel compelled like that just can happen. 
It's just kind of what it is. The people who are going to be with you in that life are going to come to that recognition class with you too. So that's they're so all going to be there with you, like learning like, things and signs that they need to remember and not mess up. But yeah, sometimes you miss it and missing it could like change the whole course of your life too. Or if you But I think sometimes it, it's masked. I think sometimes like you intentionally mask knowing. So if you go back I to don't know. the story of me and the doc, like I think that that I chose to mask that where I'm a kind of person that I will get whatever you want to call it, your sixth sense. I'm the kind of person that will get like your gut feeling about things before it happens. Right. And so I kind of pride myself on that and like that knowing. And with him, it was like I came in blindfolded, but I needed to be blindfolded in that moment in order to open my heart to it. Like I needed to be sucker punched. Yeah. It's so interesting. It's so interesting how it works. Yeah. After the recognition class, you might go back and say goodbye to your friends or you might just get going to your next life. I think it probably depends on like, I guess, if you're part of one with somebody and they're being born before you. Like, like if we were in recognition class together, like you were probably like, see it, girl. And I'm like, OK, see you in five years. Um, so, <laughs> yeah. Which so only is like happen. a blip. Yeah. And you might have one last meeting with the Council of Elders, too. So if they like wanted you to come back and they're going to send some they're, they, they like apparently like send some good vibes into you. Okay. So that's very interesting. Okay. So now we get to finally vibes, talk about elders. being a baby. A baby. When you're going back to Earth, your guide is going to come with you and you're going to start moving and like speed is going to pick up and then suddenly your guide is like gone and you are alone and you're just like cruising. Probably like they think that it might be like the same slide that goes like takes you out of the spirit world, but they're not 100% sure. And okay. they say that you're passing through this like white fluffy silky smooth thing like a pathway and it gets faster and faster it's not a vagina they said specifically it's not so um, yeah you're sliding down a long dark tube that is dark and hollow and then you feel warmth all around you and you're suddenly inside of your mother you're not going up into her vagina okay oh okay okay yeah i just okay no vaginas i told you it's not you do have to come out of the vagina later okay so So, there's a there's an astral vagina before the real one Yes, there's an astral vagina before the real one. Okay. Okay. Transition of the soul from the spirit world into the mind of a baby is quicker than the way back because we're coming from a state of all knowing and are mentally able to adjust more quickly to our surroundings, such as our mother's womb. However, the shock of being born is crazy. So you have to suddenly breathe air and you're assuming you're working your way through a vagina. So it's gross and uncomfortable. So that that part can be shocking, but you like know the things are going on. Things to know, a human body is not going to reject a soul. So you're not like getting there and being. And so generally the soul is entering a baby when it's late in the mother's pregnancy, but it might happen really early too. It really enters at different times. And there are some people who have described arriving at the very last minute of delivery. That's very rare, but there are some people that like come in like the last minute. It's like people that are late all the time. Yeah. So it really depends. So like if your souls are joined in the human, but they aren't trapped and can come and go while sleeping. So... Uh, like so we talked about earlier that like souls leave the body sometimes right they can come and go while you're sleeping while you're in meditation under anesthesia i think probably if you smoked too much weed or ate too many edibles um (laughs) yeah yeah so they also might come and go if a person is severely brain damaged or in a coma yeah so when the baby is in the mother's womb the soul is kind of there just like hanging out but they leave a lot and they go and like float around because they get bored 
And so mm-hmm. they said like being a baby is boring. And so you're going <laughs> to just bet. like some people just like go and like bounce around the earth and they hang out with their friends and they go to cool places yeah. that they've that like maybe they used to live somewhere. They go and visit it. And so they just kind of like bounce around and they just kind of do whatever because babies are pretty boring. Um, they also might. So we talked about filler lives earlier when like a child is going to come for a little bit. They also might enter into a baby if the baby's not going to make it to full term. Oh. They come and they're actually there to comfort the human baby. Oh. And just be there with it. And then they might come back later. Okay. So that is a thing that might happen sometimes. But you know that before you go to Earth that you're doing that. Okay. So all of this doesn't mean that they don't have work to do with babies because they do. When you get into the human, you have to bring your mind into synchronization, into synchronization with the baby's mind and get used to one another as partners. Um, you'll learn slowly from the brainwave patterns of the baby and how it translates signals because no two people are the same. So even if you're a master spirit, it's going to be different with the next baby that you try to get into. And I feel like you're almost like like you're like possessing someone, like a ghost. Yes. It That's is. What it feels so, like. Yeah. So you're going to be expanding on the intellect that is already there. And the soul will bring a comprehension and recognition of the truth of what the brain sees. So by the time that the baby's being birthed in most situations, unless you're like a last minute person coming in, you're starting to compliment one another, but you're not quite there yet. So you're not like fully in sync with the baby by the time they're born. Souls might come and go from the kid until they're about five or six years old. And once they start school, you should stay put and get focused. Is this why they can't have memories? Like how how memories of small children are are like not? Because honestly, I swear to God have like pretty good memory from the time I'm like two years old. Yeah, I think that your soul stayed put a lot and I don't remember much of anything. And I wonder, I do know, like I think, I feel that my soul leaves me sometimes when I'm asleep because sometimes- And I was very like, like ready to be, I feel like when I came in as a small child, I was very much like over it. I was like ready to be an adult. Like, can we just, like, get to the other parts? Can we just, like, move forward? Yeah. I think my soul separates very easily from my body, and I'm starting to actually, like, because I've been working on meditating lately, and I kind of feel something different. Like, almost like my soul wants to, like, rip out of my body all the time. Or it might be the weird medicine that I take. Yeah, it might be that. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. So... (laughs) What I do okay. know is that the soul is watching, like, when they're, like, being a baby, though, the soul is, like, watching the parents, too. And, Ooh. like, in the womb, it feels like a comfortable feeling of love, but sometimes there's stress. So they mm. can tell, like, the stress coming in from the outside world. Hannah was probably really stressed when she was inside of me because I was stressed. Um, well, that's what they say. You're not supposed like, you're, like, you're supposed to not stress out a pregnant mother because it can affect, like, the brain chemistry, I think. It can, but some of us can't affect the situation that we're in when we're pregnant. Like, we've both been there before, (laughs) right? Like, stressful situations while pregnant. It just is what it is. Right, but you try as much as you can to relax Mm -hmm. and, like, relax your brain because it's good for the baby. Yeah. So they do say that the amnesia starts after birth and sometimes the amnesia is slower which is what might allow those past life memories to come out in earlier years. I think especially when you've got somebody that reincarnated right away because they were mad about something. That's my favorite <laughs> right? on it. Yeah. So talking about life on Earth, um, we're, we're pretty close to the end here too. So life on Earth. So it can be difficult for new souls to get used to the lack of fairness on Earth. Human brains have a lot of drive for fear and violence, and our souls aren't used to that. 
um, young souls might not be as efficient at working with the human mind. So it can be hard for that to happen. And Earth is considered a severe planet to be on. So there are other oh. planets that people incarnate on. I'll talk a little bit about that before we're done. But like it's hard. And planets don't last forever, too. So we won't be able to be on Earth forever. Obviously, we know that Earth is going to implode at some point. But Like it's um, going to end soon? Well, I don't know if they say soon. Just eventually is going to end. Like there are some planets that have physical discomfort and suffering like ours. Um, there's some that are harder than that. Others have mental discomfort. Earth has both. So it is, it's a hard life here. So when we talk about life on other planets, Dr. Newton says he has had a really hard time gaining information from subjects who had physical lives in non-human form in other worlds. So um, he would say that generally older, more advanced souls have these when he is able to get them, which of course he doesn't have a lot of people that were older souls. When souls remember life, remember lives on other planets they say he says it's a small percentage of subject they recall being in like a strange non-human intelligent life form in other worlds their memories oh. seem to be fleeting and clouded about the circumstances of these lives and they have a hard time remembering physical detail and planetary location relative to our universe other worlds that he has been able to get information on have low populations with more harmony than ours do and People have told him that Earth's population has outpaced its mental development. Oh, really? Yeah. You might end up going to another planet like Earth because another planet – or you might end up on Earth because another planet is no longer inhabitable. And the one older soul – so we're going to go back. Remember when I talked about how he had like a friend of a friend who yeah. was like an advanced soul? Okay. So she explained that she met someone – like once she was under hypnosis, she realized that this was happening. In the moment, she didn't know that this person was somebody that she knew in another life. Okay? So I want to make sure I'm clear on that. This is her realization during the hypnosis. So she said that she met somebody in this life who was there in another life when she was a flying creature of some sort. Oh, no. He approached her in this life, and he said that he knew her from another life. So he said that to her, and she was super weirded out. But once under hypnosis, like, or she said that at the moment she felt in her soul like there had been something sexual between them. Ew. Um, but she was kind of weirded out by it. And then when she was hypnotized, she was fully able to remember that it was. And so that tells us, like, A, that we have sex in other worlds. And she was like, hopefully I'll run into him again. Like, she apparently had oh. good sexual memories about him. So she was like, like, it wasn't like somebody that was like a a soulmate of her either. So she was just like, I think I want to do that dude again, but we were flying <laughs> at that point. So we yeah. were flying. Um, okay. Yeah. He said some people describe being fish-like creatures with three suns overhead. And so he thinks that when we have dreams of doing something that doesn't seem like something we can do now, he thinks it's because of another life we might have had in a different type of body. And so what? I'm just still trying to figure out like how and when I was a wolf. So, or ran in that uh, i'm pretty sure you were just a werewolf it's fine okay i am a werewolf um so there was one soul that said that they decided to take a break from earth and asked to go somewhere else which can be really difficult to do when you're used to one planet like you don't usually hop right. back and forth but you can and so this person said that they ended up in a pastel colored world living amongst a race of small thickly set beings they were thoughtful but they were very somber and had tiny chalk white faces. They didn't smile or laugh. And he said that he ended up like not really making any progress on this world because there was no laughter or physical flexibility. And it just was like so foreign to him that he didn't really get a lot out of it. Honestly, that sounds like like those weird little ceramic Hallmark characters that are like little fat white chalky people that wear those little flower crowns. I know. Like – I don't fucking know. That's weird. That's literally the last note I have besides just like, I don't like, I want to know more about 
like if there's aliens coming to this earth from another planet, like, and that's part of it, but I'm guessing that my soul doesn't know and we're not going to find other people that have done that. So we're still no. back at square one with alien stuff. Yeah. So. Okay. It's been a lot to take in. Just yeah. all of this. This is every, all the notes that I have. I definitely recommend like if you're into it to read the book or maybe just like go get a past life regression that or a life between lives regression. You have to do a past life one first, but like, like they're very specific about who they'll take in. There's like 200 people in the U.S. I think that do, that do it. But it's pretty trippy, huh? It's very trippy. What surprised you the most? Um, actually, I feel like you've hinted at most of this before. Or yeah, we've talked I, about I've been it talking before. about this to you for years, like intermittently. Yeah. Um, the lack of naps clearly, <laughs> or sleeping. Yeah. Uh, that lack of naps obviously upset me. Obviously. I mean, for the most part, I wonder I wonder how my feelings on all of this will progress the older I get. Because I feel like some people, as they get closer to death, they become more religious. Yeah. And I feel like the older I get, the more I gravitate towards the spiritualism of an idea such as this. Um, and it resonates with me more and I mm -hmm. find that to be more calming to me than an organized religion so I was just I was wondering today like knowing that we were going into this like how I might be if by chance I live to be like say into my 80s right like how will I feel at that moment so just interesting yeah, I, don't know. I don't know I I definitely like I I'm really hoping that so I did find a podcast from somebody that does these but she does it in kind of a different way it's like less research based than what this is showing so she kind of does her own twist on it even though i don't think she's uh -huh. supposed to and so like they're like they're <laughs> no, i don't think she's that, that teaches to, it like you, you you get certified in it right and they want you to do it in a particular way, way but i think that's like uh, oh in, like, in regression like, there's like okay. a very certain way that they go about doing this hypnotherapy the people that learn it and get certified well, in it and i think that why she do they, like, i know well, like why do they have to make a fucking rules i don't i, don't I know like right well because i think he's just no, trying there's like, always a better like, way i think before michael newton left this earth he just wanted to set up his research right and so yeah. the thing that like that keeps me with like a it was i resonated with this more than some other things you know that we were exposed to growing up and that i've been mm -hmm. exposed to throughout my life but i guess like the fact that there have been people from so many religions I mean, it's hard to know for sure, like, because these are therapy patients. There's doctor-patient confidentiality. It's not like their names are out there. There's not, like, recordings of these people talking. There are some recordings of people doing this, like, out in the world that you can find on, like, YouTube from other therapists. But his mm -hmm. 7,000 cases, I mean, like, you don't have access to all of it because people are still being treated for things. So did, it's just what did he it's say hard about to know. People that are, what did he say about people that are sensitive or clairvoyant? He didn't really have much. He was just like, that's just a sense that some people have and some people don't. Or you've developed or like advanced yourself. Like, I think we all have different. I mean, like, just like, okay, so, so let's think about it in this way. So I have aphantasia. I, in my mind, can't picture things. But I might have other things that come to me in different ways. Like, so my mind isn't capable of that but it's capable of something else i think it's just like a different alteration of how their mind is working and what they're able to reach in their mind it's just like a thing in your human brain yeah like the things that i do in my mind are like conceptualized or i can hear i can hear sounds and i can replicate sounds in my brain but 
it's like and it's not like I don't recognize people when I see them. I do have a harder time like remembering faces, but I know like when I see my daughter that it's my daughter. I know it's you when I see you. I can't picture your faces in my head when I when I'm not seeing you. But I can conceptualize things though like um I guess like if somebody says something like gross to me that I don't want I'm like oh that image in my mind but in like it's not really an image in my mind it's like a conceptualized idea in my brain it's very interesting but like what I'm trying to say is that our brains all work really differently inside and nobody really knows the extent of it yet it's just starting to be studied so I think that those people's brains just work differently and I think that I think there's people that that have gotten better at picturing things inside of their minds with people that work on that. I've been reading into that a little bit more now that I know that advantage is the thing. So I think to myself that like, I know that people can develop their spiritual capabilities more. And I think right. that those are all things that we just don't understand about the human brain right now. I bet we all have some varying ability to do different things with our brains that we just don't know about yet. There's a whole bunch of brain in there deep. that ain't being used that should be. Anyway, yes. I think it's I think it's interesting that we both came from the same background that was we were not raised on this type of knowledge whatsoever. No. Um I think it's interesting that we've both kind of searched this type of thought process or uh, not thought process concept of life, right? Mm-hmm. I think it's interesting that we've both independently of each other and obviously we've talked about it then. Yeah. Kind of come to some of the same conclusion. It's Yeah. It is interesting, but we might be more apt to believe certain things because of how, I mean, we were raised in the same house, but we were also right, raised but... in the same house under different circumstances though, too, because we were pretty far apart in age and yeah, we have like all your... kinds of things like in, in our lives where we didn't spend as much time together at certain parts of our childhoods, which would give us a way of who we are if I talked more about it but let's just say that we didn't get to fully experience a full childhood together right so right right um no there were times where we were separated it just it blows my mind it just really does blow my mind this is all just it's a lot to wrap your brain around man it is it is very interesting like basically we are a simulation according to this no in a different way than a computer yeah yeah all right or maybe this is all part of part of that simulation now I got to come up with whatever it is that I'm going to talk about next time. And I have no clue. So I guess that's on my to-do list. Yeah, we are going to have like, like we have, what, like a week before we're going to try to just do a bunch of stuff together, right? We are taking, we are taking a spring break hiatus uh, from our work lives so that we can do a whole bunch of podcasting. So Yeah, hopefully. So better figure out some some things i have some ideas in my brain but cool well guys thanks for sticking around for this if you god i would love to i didn't even get to all the controversial things i was going to talk about with this but um but that's probably okay and probably better left unsaid and so you probably caught some of that out honestly but the thing so thanks for listening i would love to hear like what you guys thought about this too or if anybody's ever done a past life regression and you want to tell us about it, I would love to hear that as well. Yes, like, please send please. us an email at weirdshitmymomsays at gmail.com. Um, I'm really hoping to get a past life regression sometime maybe this year, probably later in the year, because the person I want to do it with is booked through the summer as of right now and isn't accepting new appointments. But if I if I get to there and I'm able to do it, I would love to – I'll do a like a touch-up on this to tell you what I learned right? about myself and things like that. So Sweet. 
Unless it's terrifying and I was a murderer or something. <laughs> anyway. I mean, I'll skip the past life part and I'll just tell you guys about the spirit world in between. If I like, was well, a murderer, I'm going to tell you guys. Okay. Okay, cool. <laughs> All right, cool. Thanks, guys. Goodbye. 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 Goodbye.